You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Becky Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the other host of this show, none other than Zach. Nobody has a good nickname on this episode. Batista, Zach, how you doing? <laughs> wow. I <laughs> I was, like, looking through the mat, like, you know I always get our nicknames from the matches we yeah. watch, but I was looking through and I was like, oh, no one's got, like, a good, like... The only one, I, the only one that was there was like I guess Keith Lee, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but <sighs> I guess I could have called you Zach the Limitless Batista. Maybe, maybe. All right, let's 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 edit, well edit all that out. Zach Limitless Batista. Zach, how you? <laughs> uh, it's it's going fine. I I literally woke <laughs> up like two hours ago, ran, ate breakfast. I'm here now. Nice, sounds fun. I uh, woke up and now I'm here. So we have very different morning schedules, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so what is going on? What did you think of the matches this week? I think we had some pretty good ones. It was, a, and yeah, of it course, was... a fan suggested match. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to you later. We had some pretty. It was yeah, it was a pretty good uh, little spread we had here. Uh, nothing bad. At least I don't think anything was bad. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What? Sorry, God. I was just say, and like one match that I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, what match? So. Uh, we we did a little preview of last week of what we brought to the table. What match did you bring us for? Why don't we remind the people what match you brought us this week? I brought Devin Moore versus Declan Grant in an empty arena fight at H two O Wrestling. And I brought to the table Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb from Limitless Wrestling. Uh, and our fan suggested match this week was from a Twitter account called Pro Wrestling Overtime on Twitter. Suggested us. Drew Parker versus Alex Cologne from GCW Homecoming Part 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, of course, a death match for both the uh, BJW uh, Deathmatch Championship and the GCW Ultraviolet Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, title versus title. Yeah. Big, big stakes on that match. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Zach, we didn't really talk about it before, <laughs> before we went live, but what match do you want to start off with this week? Uh, let's, uh, let's do Lee, Lee Cobb first. Alright, sounds good. Let's start off with Lee, Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb from Limitless Wrestling. This is a hoss fight of hoss fights. Oh, yeah. These I... are two large, big, beefy men slapping meat. <laughs> yep. Uh, just get me a meat wrap and I'll be good to go. <laughs> get me, somebody get me a beef wrap. <laughs> you know, yeah, one this of, is, one uh... of my favorite Vince things ever. It really, he he very much says the most bizarre things at times, and that, that right there... He really fucking does, doesn't that, he? That right there, though, is, is also one of my favorite quotes from Vince. <laughs> beef rap. 
A beef rap. Anywho, right. back to the beef. Yeah, anywho. Anywho, back to the back to the beef, yeah. So uh yeah, right off the bat here, we have these two absolute unit of men uh trying to fight for control, like, you know, trying to outstrength the other one. And it's like, you know, consisting of waist locks until Lee like just throw Cobbs into the ropes and Cobb mm-hmm. tries to like shoulder tackle Lee to the ground and instead he just kinda bounces off of Lee and Lee just stands there like Okay. That was, that was a nice try. And he po- he just yeah, simply points almost just simply points to the rope next to him. He's like, Go again. So Cobb <laughs> does. Does the exact and he goes and he tries to shoulder tackle him again and the same exact fucking thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's kind of kind of hard to knock over Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. But granted, Jeff Cobb ain't uh, ain't a small boy, so I can understand his frustration. And uh, with a third time's the charm mindset, he tries a third time on a different rope. But this time, Lee actually like ducks below him and leapfrogs over him as he like bounces back at Lee. Mm-hmm. And then we get a very this basically the same spot where they but instead the rules are reversed, where uh, Cobb. Like ducks underneath Lee, jumps over Lee, and then we he very simply just kind of throws Lee away from him when Lee runs at him, and Lee just kind of stops. And the two <laughs> of them are like, "All right, well, that was a nice exchange." All right, just like it's like the like, okay, okay, I see you, I see you. Mm-hmm. And to any normal person, this would have, this is a. I mean, granted, this is an extremely athletic feat, but for these two, this is just a Tuesday, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I expect nothing yeah. less from these two. Yeah. Very at showing off their athleticism as well as their strength in this match. Mm-hmm. Both guys are like crazy agile for the sizes they are. Mm-hmm. And Lee, of course, being the heel of oddly enough in this match. Yeah, people were very much on Cobb's side. I was sitting here going like, "Damn, Lee's." A-, I'm like a heel, Keith Lee. I never thought never I'd see thought. the day. Wait, I forgot Bearcat Lee was a thing. Fuck. Uh, a lot of people forgot Bearcat Lee was a thing, and I think most people want to forget about Bearcat Lee, Bearcat Lee, including Keith Lee. I can't even, like, I can't even criticize that enough, because it only got, like, a match or two, and then it didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah, Just... because people, ha- because WWE does this funny thing where they give you a bad gimmick, and then when people don't like the gimmick, they make it, they tell you it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, that was around the health issues, but anywho. So as Lee's kind of, like, basking in the glory of the crowd's cheers, uh, and he's like, give it up for Mewtwo, because he's got Mewtwo on his trunks for some, um... My man! Uh, to the shock of absolutely no one, this is not a smart idea, because the moment he turns around to, like, deal with Cobb, he just eats a drop kick to the face. Big drop kick, and knocks him into the, knocks him into the corner. Cobb then tries to waist lock Lee. But Lee forces his way out of it and slams a forearm into Cobb's back several times before turning mm-hmm. him inside out with a German suplex. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then very uniquely, Keith pulls... This is, this is the weirdest pin I've ever seen. Like, Cobb's, like, laying on his back, and Keith just very casually just grabs both his legs and just pulls them backwards while he's standing. <laughs> Weird. I mean, it works. It's just like it, a leverage thing, right? It's like, yeah. haha, you can't get your shoulders off the ground if I have your feet in the air. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. I was just like, huh. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I, I think I like that, though. I would love to see that more. Just, like, them, like, pull their feet up and then maybe, like, put a foot on their chest or something to be like, try to kick out now. That would be a cool pen. And somebody being like, oh, I can't. <laughs> Some fucking Brian Daniels and shit with the fucking uh, when he like wraps his body up in like the uh, the position where you can't pin him at all. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And you, you just keep rolling him around. Mm-hmm. So Cobb obviously kicks out of this, and Lee then throws him face first into the corner, where 
he just lays in thick and heavy strikes along with a very loud grizzly magnum chop to Cobb's chest. And then, as I said, Keith Lee being the heel here, he chokes Cobb out on the ropes. It's just, like yep. I said, it's, it's just odd seeing a heel Keith Lee because he's got, like, it's, how do I describe, like, heel Keith Lee is just normal Keith Lee, but instead of being, like, a the people's champ, he's just a narcissist, like, completely. Yeah, he really is. Thing. He re- really just basking in it. Mm-hmm. So then he chucks Cobb to the outside, basks in the crowd cheers one more time, and then he sets up to do something to Cobb, but as he tries to run the ropes, Cobb slides into the ring and stops him with a drop toe hold before then hitting Lee with a standing moonsault and then a standing shooting star press, because fuck you, I'm athletic. True. Uh, now that he's in control, Cobb lays in a forearm and an uppercut to Lee, but then Lee immediately responds to this with a combination of a knee to the gut, a chop to the back, and then finally a backbreaker into his knee. I very much like the flow of the combination that these strikes have with them. Yes. Hilariously, Keith then walks to a camera and says, yeah, Cobb shouldn't be flipping like that, even though he's Keith flipping Lee. Yeah. He's Mother- just like, he's like, oh, yeah, that one took me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. It's like, bruh. <laughs> so, so when he finishes saying this he's like oh i should probably pin him now and he tries to pin Cobb, and he kicks out it too yeah probably because he waited too long maybe if he wasn't so self-absorbed he might have actually gotten the win maybe here at least so teeth then proceeds to beat down Cobb before placing him in the corner and then just continuing this this mauling basically yeah and as this is going on like keith is making smart ass remarks to uh <laughs> members of the audience which is great. They were audibly on, on Cobb's side. There was someone who was like, get him out of the corner. So he takes Cobb and throws him to the opposite corner. And he's like, what? I threw him out of the corner. And then he got him out of the corner. I, technically, he's right. He is. It's like, technically, you're right. You're still an asshole, though. Mm-hmm. So after he throws Cobb out of the corner, he tries in with a running strike. But Cobb boots him in the face, then back elbows him in the face. Yup. And undeterred, Lee tries to hit him with a running splash, but Cobb dodges it, and then just basically spears him in the corner like several times. Yeah, a few shoulder tackles. Mm-hmm. Then a European uppercut to the face. Then he slams Lee to the mat with a pump handle overhead suplex, which was fucking awesome. Which was awesome. ridiculous. Loved it. The fact that you can get a man like Keith Lee up for that move is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wild. And uh, this really knocks is. the two of them down, and after a little bit, they get to their feet, or Cobb gets to his feet, picks Lee up. He then tries to suplex Lee, but unfortunately, he can't do so, and that's either because he's too tired, Lee is too big, or Lee is just stronger than him right now. I like the idea that, just, well, not the just, Lee is too big. <laughs> just like, Cobb trying to get him up, and the crowd being like, come on, do it! He's like, I can't, he's too big! He's fucking huge! <laughs> But anywho, um, he can't get do this, so Lee is able to fight his way out of this hold. And once he's out, the Irish whips Cobb before popping him up and power bombing him into the mat. Power bombing into the mat and not letting go. Nope, he immediately combos this into a pin. Uh, it gets a two, and instead of, and as it looks like Cobb's gonna get out, he just deadlift picks Cobb up and hits him with his spirit bomb, which is basically just a power bomb. Before Very just big power bomb. And then I love this spider because after he hits Cobb, you'd expect him to pin it, but instead he just falls backwards and just collapses. Just just pure pure exhaustion on Keith Lee. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Obviously, though, Keith is the first one to get to his feet. He didn't just eat a fucking power bomb from, like, two stories up. Yeah. And as he picks Cobb up off the mat, he loudly says, This next move will be my finishing maneuver. And I think, oh, no. <laughs> like the villain announcing, uh... The villain announcing their their maniacal plans. Mm-hmm. If Keith's beard was bit was uh, was more grown in, he could probably have twirled his mustache while he said this. But shocker, as he's doing this, Cobb's like, "Oh shit! Well, better stop that." And he fucking inside cradles Lee and pins him for the win. And Lee's just absolutely devastated by this, just crushed that he got fucking bamboozled like that. Yeah, just, I, it's like, I love his face after he gets pinned, he's just like, like he's God. like so, he's like so distraught. He's like, I can't fucking believe that just happened to me. I can't believe yeah. I just let him do that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Jeff Cobb gets the win here over Keith Lee with a, a little bit of a sneaky, sneaky roll-up pin. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was a solid match between these two. Oh, because, oh, now I, I was like, isn't this finishing with the spirit bomb? But then I realized he has the other one where he, like, he does, like, the kind of the jackhammer. It's the, um, yeah, it's the, it's kind of like a jackhammer. It's the big, I don't know what he calls it now, but in WWE it was called the Big Bang Catastrophe. Yeah, that that thing. It's like a, it's like a power bomb into, like, a slam after he, like, rotates them forward. Like, he, like, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's like. a suplex, it's a suplex. Yeah, it's and a suplex he, like, combined with a body slam. Yeah, basically. So it's very cool and very devastating because Keith Lee is a huge person. Keith Lee is a huge person with a lot of charisma. And not um, only do you fall from like two stories up after a suplex, he also lands on you after. Yeah, it's like yeah, you ain't picking out of that. Most people at least. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I thought this match was solid, though nothing really stood out for me. That might be though just because I'm so used to seeing Keith Lee and some Jeff Cobb matches. This match was like yeah, this is like proto Keith Lee and Jeff Cobb right now. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it was just like a very basic. Uh, very basic match for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Though I will say that they're, like, you could definitely see why each of these two went on to become such a, such a big wrestling star, and as good as they were, like, each one had great facials, they had good character work, their in-ring mm-hmm. work was solid as fuck, like, for a big man match, nothing went wrong. Like, definitely, you could definitely see the influence of each of them. See, I'm gonna give this match a meh. Okay. Solid. I agree. I think I it was it was it was good. Nothing spectacular, nothing mind blowing, just a solid solid match between these two for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Uh All right, yeah, let's let's move on to the next one. This one has a bit of a twist to it that I did not realize until I watched this match. Yeah, this one's interesting. So this is the empty arena fight between Declan Grant and Devin Moore from H2O. Yeah. So when I picked this I thought, okay, we're gonna get like a hardcore like mat a hardcore wrestling match. Like just some like crazy shit. Empty arena fight, nice. Little flavor there. And then it turns out that <laughs> this isn't your regular old uh, independent wrestling match. This is a cinematic independent wrestling match. It's kind of cinematic. There was some cinematic parts, but like for the most part it felt just like a regular like walk and brawl around the H two O headquarters. It, I appreciate it. I wouldn't the... call it. I, I was. I will say. I wouldn't call it an arena. Yeah, more like a warehouse. <laughs> it was more like yeah. It was more like a warehouse with a wrestling ring in the middle. Though I will say, I do appreciate H two O's willingness to be like, like the creativity to be like, you know what? We're gonna do a cinematic style match. Fuck it. Yeah, we could try to do that. Because mm-hmm. I, 
over the pandemic era, I came to really like the cinematic matches. And I, uh, I understand why they can't do them as much now these days because, you know, it's not very entertaining for a crowd when they have to watch a screen the whole time. This is true. But anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into the match. <laughs> yeah, why don't we? I love the opening of this match. Like, Moore gets to the fucking warehouse. Tremont's already inside. And yeah. he says, all right, this is how this is going to work. You two are going to beat the fuck out of each other, hash your shit out tonight, and when you're done, just lock up and turn off the lights. And then he just cans in the keys and walks out. That's it. <laughs> just like the, all right, listen, just, I'm over it. I don't want to have you guys interrupting matches anymore, so just take this time to do whatever the fuck you want to each other. I, Enjoy. Gets buried tonight. Don't fucking, don't bring it back with after this. Yep. So then Grant shows up in his truck, walks through the doors, and instantly starts to fight with Moore, who's basically waiting at the door for him. Mm-hmm. Grant gets the upper hand first, and he chucks Moore into a stack of wooden boards, beats the shit out of him, then uh throws the, and like one of the boards kind of like falls on top of him, and he takes a chair and beats the shit out of the boards with the chair. Before then yep. picking him up Which and throwing him. Which was a great little thing. It's just like, you stay down there, I'll beat you with this. Mm-hmm. And then after he's like satisfied, he's like picks him up, chucks him face first into the ring post. He just beats the shit out of him around the ring, honestly. Yeah, he just takes him around the whole arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, it's worth this point I want to point out. This, felt more, this match, I'll give it props, felt more, if anything, like a fight than a wrestling match most of the time. Yeah, because they they, these guys didn't even come in in wrestling gear. They were just in, like, hoodies and jeans, and were like, all right, time to battle. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was quite literally a meet-me-in-the-back-alley after this. It's like, all right, bet. And they just showed yeah. up in their clothes. Yep, and then they just fought. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they were not, <laughs> as you can tell, as, uh, they did not, though, play. There was a lot of dirty fighting in this match. Mm. Like, as like for instance, as Grant's beating the shit out of more and more's really can't get anything in. He just grabs a fucking chain and just wraps it around Grant's neck. Just and he's choking him out. Chokes him out. And then he uses it as leverage to just take the chain to throw it forward and throw Grant face first into the apron. <laughs> <laughs> fucking actually really like this spot. I was like, that's actually quite clever. I'm not gonna lie. Yeet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he chokes Grant out with the chain. Uh, eventually Grant does stop him by just straight up throwing him into a shopping cart filled with miscellaneous items. <laughs> Why is that there? I don't H2O? know. Why do you just have a shopping... <laughs> I guess I guess it's H2O, the hardcore house, so it's like, why wouldn't you have a shopping cart full of weapons? Mm-hmm. And as retribution from before, Grant <laughs> wraps the same chain around Moore's neck, except then he just drags him by the throat with this chain along the floor. <laughs> and he, uh... Then, uh, Grant, Grant, after dragging him a bit, finds a painting in a chair. I don't know why this painting was here. It's kind of odd. Yeah. And well, he goes sure. like... Sorry, go ahead. No, Sorry, go ahead. Go. I was gonna say, for some reason, he, like, sees this painting, and, it's, and he, he's like, he's like, whoa, what is this? And he gets, like, all sentimental over it. Yeah, like, he's like, oh. And he's like, all right, <laughs> that's it. You're fucked, which I just, which made me laugh more than it should have. Mm-hmm. Because then more sucker punches him in the face and just slams the painting over his head. Yup. <laughs> Fuck that that painting's fundamental value. Like, he's, if you like this painting so much, here, whack. <laughs> <laughs> so then back in control, Moore briefly runs a barbed wire baseball bat across Grant's head. 
Yeah, the barbed wire back got broken out earlier than I expected. Mm -hmm. Though no blood, unfortunately. It's kind of yeah. for some blood, not gonna lie. True. And um, then he takes a picture of the frame, of the now broken frame of the painting, and he chokes out Grant with it. I feel like this 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 match has just been two guys trying to choke each other out with various things. It really hasn't beaten each other around the ring. Yeah. But he's not done after this, though. He uh, throws Grant. You remember I said the painting was in a chair? Yeah, the chair is still there. Mm -hmm. And he just takes Grant and throws him face first into said chair. And then yeah. uh, uses the middle bar of the chair to choke out Grant. Because, surprise, we love choking in this uh, match, yeah. apparently. These two guys just want to kill each other, literally. Pretty much, yeah. So, unfortunately for more, though, Grant fights back to his feet, and once he gets to his feet, he <laughs> chucks a chair into Moore's face, mm -hmm. which causes him to fall back onto the wooden boards that we mentioned from before. Yes. He then literally kicks the shit out of Moore before throwing him back into the, the uh, stack of boards. <laughs> and uh, it go works for the first time, so Grant's like, fuck it, we'll go it a second time. Why not, right? Like, Goes to fuck. throw more. Moore counters it, throws him into the boards instead. Grant is writhing in pain on these boards now, and Moore just buries him with more of them. He uh, fucking lays into the top of it uh, of Grant, like where um, the board on top of Grant with a chair. Mm -hmm. And then he just wanders off. Like, <laughs> he's like, alright, I got Bye. Yeah. So Grant gets up in eventually. And he sees that Moore has climbed up a ladder and is on the balcony of the second floor, I guess I could call it, of this warehouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, Moore gets attention of being like, waving his hands like, hey, over here, come get me, bitch. And Grant's <laughs> like, how the fuck did you get up there? <laughs> I, I like how he's like, how the fuck did you get up there? And, the, and then uh, Moore just goes, you know how I get up here. And Grant's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, the ladder, okay. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, right, that the ladder right there. Like, and I just why did you? You knew, you knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. I love how as Grant is climbing up this ladder, Morris got like a table, like a wooden table leg in his hand for some reason, and somehow Grant just misses this as he's climbing up, <laughs> walks directly into his just trap. Just walks directly into this ambush. <laughs> Morris just hits him right in the gut with the table leg, and then just jams it into his neck. Yup. <laughs> Which is probably sucked, was probably the worst spot that uh, Grant had taken at this point. At this point. Yeah, then the two brawl up top, and Grant gets the upper hand by forcing Moore out onto the railing. They, they fight through a, don't forget that they fight through, like, a storage room first. Oh, yeah, they, they, like, fly, they, like, throw each other through, like, a bunch of, like, there's, like, paint and, like, chairs. Like, all the stuff that, like, for, like, matches like a that they There was, like, a basketball for some mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, they're just there. And I, so... Moore ends up on the railing, and Grant, seeing this, is like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna throw him off the fucking balcony then. But Moore yeah, counters seems it. Seems like the right next step. Uh, and he gets Grant on the other side of the balcony instead. And like he basically, like, re Uno reverse cards him and puts him <laughs> on the other on the other side. No, you. Mm -hmm. So Moore then bites Grant's head and headbutts him twice. And after the second headbutt, Grant loses his grip and falls as he falls he yells oh you f ow you fucker and then he just crashes into something down below yep and then moore's like i got you now motherfucker and just jumps off onto him <laughs> and this whole spot was way more comedic than they probably meant for it to be 
Like yeah. just the way that they the they were the lines were said to how they fell was just so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. So ridiculous. This shit was like something out of like back when I watched like fucking George Lopez on Nickelodeon and like someone got thrown and it was just a ragdoll being thrown. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that shit's always so funny. Mm-hmm. So from the rubble of whatever the fuck they fell on, because the camera never pans onto it, mm-hmm. Grant drags himself... Probably because it was a crash pad, I would imagine. Probably. So Grant drags himself and more out from underneath a table. And he wraps his fists in a chain and just pummels more in the head several times before saying, Fuck, I think I broke my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so retaliation to this more than just hucks a trash can into Grant's face before just walking out the front door. And unlike the last time where we watched where Moore went, Moore just disappears. He's gone. Apparently he's like, yeah, I won. Fuck uh, you, bitch. Uh, yeah, right? Just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Fuck you. Trash can to the face. I got the last laugh. So reasonably, Grant gets up. He picks up his beanie that fell off during this match, limps his <laughs> way out the door, and he goes looking for more. And he can't find him. <laughs> he's just like, where the fuck are you? And the moment that we get this where he walks into the road, we just get this camera view from a passenger seat of a car that Moore is driving. And without (laughs) saying a word, reacting, or anything, he just runs Grant over and drives away. Broken windshield and all. Just, yep. Just like, no pin, no submission, just like... Fuck it, I'm hitting him with my car and I'm leaving. He doesn't get up to confront him or make sure he didn't just murder a guy on t- on camera or deal with his broken windshield. He's just gone. Yeah, I'm outy. As Grant is just laying there in the snow, I think it was snowing, or laying there on the floor, yeah. the camera just cuts to black and that's the end of the match. <laughs> which I was just... Which is very entertaining, but also hilarious. So there's just matter of fact of he was just like, I'm done. Fuck you. Hit my, yep. get, get this car. This, this is the way this match ends. Me me running you over. So, Mikey, what, what did you feel about this match as a whole? It was interesting. Uh, I wish they did more with it. Like, I wish there was, like, more. I feel like it just kind of felt like a, a random walk and brawl. Like, I feel like they didn't take advantage of everything they could have taken advantage of in the H2O mm-hmm. headquarters or arena, warehouse, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, like, there could have been more done, especially in that storage room. I feel like there was just so many weapons up for grabs, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It felt like it, I wish, I wish it was more, there was more improvised weaponry and more, like, breaking stuff and more, like, destruction throughout the arena, but it just kind of felt like they were just using, like, pre-placed weapons and they were like, yeah, fight with these and that's it. And then they had the one, like, spot where you got knocked off the second floor and that was, like, the big spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they they could have done more. Like I uh, I appreciate it for what it was, and it was cool. But there were like so many big opportunities that I feel like were missed here. Yeah, room for improvement, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, 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 I I liked it though. I think all all together, I think it was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I had a I had similar feelings. Where like I feel like like whereas you was for more like the weapons, I felt like these two could have done a better job at selling their hatred for each other since this was a grudge match like they could have said more things or like done more but the most that i got was the guy being like i think the closest i got was grant being like all this over five dollars which made me laugh because i was just like five bucks <laughs> beating the show each other for five bucks 
It's it's about the principal. Mm-hmm. Like, their character work basically left me a bit lacking. Like, Moore didn't really say a lot. It basically Grant was a lot of Grant saying matter-of-fact things, which were very funny, I will say. Mm-hmm. Like, just the matter-of-fact way, way he was like, ow, you fucker, or just like, I think I just broke my hand was just funny to me. But, um, that being said, the concept of it was good. I liked the fact that this felt like a fight. I think they got that down perfectly, the tone of the match being, like, just a fucking fight. Yeah, I agree. But, like, like you said, like, they definitely could have done a lot more, both with their character work and the weapons themselves. Though I do appreciate that they decided to go for something different and try their hand at this type of match. I agree. I agree, but, like, but like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I just, I, I just wish there was, like you said, more hatred here, right? It's yeah. Not, like, like, I don't know. But... So- I think all in all, fine match. Um, I don't know. I think I'm giving this one a meh. I think I'm going to agree with you on the meh. It was like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though, it does, I will say, it does have potential to be better for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of room, like a lot of room for improvement. Like, very much, uh, I would love to see them try this again. Yes. Uh, now that they have done it once and can learn from it, I would love to see H2O go for something like this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I like, for instance, like, the car spot, I was like, you know what? You didn't have to do that, but I like the, I like the, the ambition to be like, yeah, we'll have someone get hit by a car. Yeah. I feel like it was going slow and it was fine enough, right? Yeah. This wasn't like fucking Sammy Guevara getting plowed by a golf cart. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it was all right. Um, mm-hmm. why don't we, why don't we move on to, uh, the next match, which ah, yes. takes, which takes violence and turns it up to 27. Um, yeah. Yeah, this match, whereas the other match, Mikey and I were kind of waiting for improvised weapons. This match had plenty of improvised violence. Plenty of weapons, yeah. And plenty of buckets of blood to go with it. Oh, yeah. This is Drew Parker taking on Alex Cologne, uh, the GCW Ultraviolet Champion Alex Cologne versus the B, uh, Big Japan Wrestling Deathmatch Champion Drew Parker. This match is title for title. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever wins becomes the ultimate Deathmatch Champion, I guess. Something like that, yeah. I had um, high expectations for this match, mainly because Lauren has really been talking big about Drew Parker. So yeah, say. and and this this match specifically, the night I I I want to emphasize that they, they they were talking about this on commentary a lot, but the night before this match. Drew Parker was in a death match in Japan where he won that belt, got on a plane, and flew to Atlantic City, New Jersey to fight Alex Cologne in a death match for another death match belt. This guy was just like, pain? I hear fun. Fucking ridiculous. Wild. Can, can you imagine doing a death match and being like, all right, time to get on a plane? No. Like, what? No, my <laughs> like, body what? was like, stop, you fucker. What are you doing? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> and then, and not even just get on a plane to to fly across the world. Get on the plane to fly across the world to fight in a second death match in, in two nights. <laughs> Fucking just Drew Parker, what a madman! Mm-hmm. What an absolute madman. Mm-hmm. So this match doesn't get right into the violence right off the bat. We get a nice back and forth with uh, trading wrist locks here. To yeah. uh, fight for control for a very brief moment, you get like a non-deathmatch flair to it, and then we get this very nice spot where Parker flips and kips up out of Cologne's wrist 
hold, like hold on his wrist, and as he's mm-hmm. kipping up, he smooth as butter grabs a light tube off the fucking ropes and just bashes it over Cologne's head. And then my favorite response to this was Cologne grabbing a light tube and then bashing it over his own head. Fucking absolute <laughs> mad lad. Just like, come on, yeah, I fucking like it. He's like, yeah, you want to hit me? Fine. Here, I'll hit myself. <laughs> like, okay. It's like, at that point, Drew Parker is probably like, I am dealing with a man that is um, a deathmatch god amongst men. Yeah, this is true. They're both deathmatch gods among men. They are. So Cologne then goads Parker to charge at him, uh, and he does... And as a result, Cologne throws him onto the apron and knocks him to the outside. And not even missing a beat, Cologne grabs a bundle of light tubes, runs the ropes, and then suicide dives himself and the tubes into Parker's face. Yep. We I are... always love when he does this spot. It always looks great. Hmm. And on the, the outside... Violent, the violence has been turned on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, on the outside, Cologne continues to beat down Parker until he sits him in a chair, backs up across, like, uh, like uh, the ring length, basically. Mm-hmm grabs more light tubes, sprints at him, and then double knees the light tube into Parker's chest, just knocks him the fuck over. Cologne, of course, then basks in his fans, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. And then he looks down, and he sees that Parker is just gone. He's like, where the fuck did he go? (laughs) And Parker has crawled to another side of the ring while this was going on. Uh, (laughs) When he does find him, he double axe handles him across the back. And he's like, where the fuck is he? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Parker hits a fucking sliced bread off the ring post on Cologne on the outside. Very dope. I haven't seen one of those since, God, since... I don't even know. Yeah, uh, The wrestler that that did it has had conflicting views come out, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Anywho, let's get to the part of this match that anyone that will watch this match will be able to remember instantly. So Parker grabs his signature weapon. Fucking darts. Yeah. This is so cool. It's wincing. Also terrifying. And, like, he gets these darts, and I think to myself, ah, oh, what, are you gonna, like, just stab him in the head like fucking G-Raver does with his needles? Nope. He just fucking plays darts with fucking Cologne's back around the ring. Just three darts, one by one, into his back. You can see them, like, just stick out. It's Absolutely as wince-inducing as you think it sounds. Oh, mm-hmm. that that shit got me like going like, no, why? No, 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 no. And then, um, <laughs> eventually though, when they're all sticking out of his back, Parker does pull them out and throws Cologne back into the ring. Mm-hmm. In the ring, Cologne gets on his knees and he flips Parker off because Cologne Great. fears fucking nothing. The universal sign for fuck you. Mm-hmm. So Car- Parker goes and grabs the darts again, but this time Cologne dodges them and throws Parker back first into a bundle of the light tubes on the ropes. We then get mm-hmm. this neat spot here where Cologne then grabs a light tube and tries to like slam it lengthwise over, um, yeah, lengthwise over uh, Parker's head, but Parker catches both of Cologne's hands. So Cologne sticks the tube behind the back of his head. Mm-hmm. So Parker's hands are now stuck, like, locked in, and then Cologne just grabs one of his legs and just throws it into him, so that way the tube smashes into the back of Parker's head, and Parker falls face first into the glass. I love how creative Alex Cologne gets with, with mm-hmm. light tubes. <laughs> it's awesome. It is one of my favorite things. 
So Cologne then does his classic of grabbing the two ends of light tubes, and which he, of course, broke, and just jamming them into Parker's face <laughs> over and over again. One of which almost looks like it's jamming him in the eye, which was... Ugh. Yeah. I love how when Rough. Cologne finishes with one light tube, he slams the remnants onto himself and grabs a new one to break. Yep. Just like he just he just like like Alex Cologne also loves just hitting himself with tubes. <laughs> apparently, though inevitably, Parker's uh, adrenaline kicks in and he starts to no sell strikes from Cologne before striking back with ones of his own. And in the end, he gains the upper hand of this exchange by Irish whipping Cologne into several of the light tubes on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then as Cologne is reeling from this, Parker 619s the ropes, then swings back into the ring in order to drop Cologne with a cutter. It's fucking... Yep. The momentum on this was very nice. Very cool. He then lays Cologne on the bottom turnbuckle, puts a bundle of light tubes on, uh, like in his chest, like leaning up on his face, goes to the top rope on the opposite corner of the ring, and it's a motherfucking coast-to-fucking-coast into the light tubes and cologne. The most deadly version of a coast-to-coast I have ever seen. Yeah, honestly, like, up to that point, I the most I had was a trash can. And which is always... Was, which is still good. It's still great. It looks awesome, but a fucking... Light tubes to the face! And your body? <laughs> it's so mm. cool. It's so cool. It really this is. This was ridiculous. So Cologne then tries to recover on the outside, but Parker is right on his ass and hits him with a tope cone hello. Or is it awesome. Cur- is it hero or hello? Uh, don't know. I'm trying to, Unclear. I'm, tra- I'm trying to hear Scalibur's voice in my head. Yeah. I'm gonna say hero. He always, he always says hero, yeah. So you have Parker now in control, immediately throws Cologne back into the ring, climbs to the top rope, but then Cologne smashes him with a fucking light tube to stop him. Mm-hmm. So Parker's now just sat on the top rope, and Cologne drags what I described as a mini log house of log cabin of light tubes. Without a the log roof. cabin of light tubes, yeah, a very good way to describe it. And he puts it in front of the corner that Parker is still on top of. He then goes to the top. The two fight for control, and in mm-hmm. the end, Parker grabs Cologne, jumps forward into the ring, and fucking DDTs Cologne into this. Fucking house of tubes. <laughs> the house of tubes. This looked fucking awesome. You know, it's not every day you see, like, a jumping DDT off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that these two went for it, especially since Cologne basically ate a face full of glass. Yeah. That definitely was, uh, awesome. <laughs> However, Cologne kicks out of this, surprisingly enough. So the two then get back on their knees. Cologne is they- like a god apparently yeah the two then get on their knees and then duke it out with forearms to the face and eventually they get to their feet awesome and cologne tries to smash another light tube into parker but parker runs at cologne ducks it tries to do the 619 cutter combination again but this time cologne catches him in a (laughs) chokehold and uses this to use like with the chokehold locked in smashes parker into the mat with a variation of the half and half suplex yes then Cologne goes for a Uranagi, but Parker blocks it before getting Cologne up in a fireman's carry. And then he sees the shower door that has just been ominously propped in the corner of the ring. <laughs> and he tries to put Cologne through the with a Death Valley driver through the glass of the uh, the door, but the glass mm-hmm. fucking no sells it. You know why? why? Because it because it's a 
it was technically a door, and doors in GCW were cursed to never break. This is true. It's like the door's fucking cousin. It's the shower <laughs> door. It's the door's fancier cousin because it has some glass on it. Mm-hmm. So the crowd, of course, boos the shit out of this door as it's deserved. Yep. And just as Parker's like, all right, fine, I'll put, Col- I'll put it through the glass this time. Cologne then just chucks him into the shower door, like, back first. And it shatters the glass, and honestly, this looked like a worse fucking... This looked like it hurt worse than the Death Valley driver would have. Oh, probably. Like, Parker gets, like, caught up, like, halfway into this fucking door frame. Yeah, like, he, like, breaks through it, but then stops on the door. Ugh. But that isn't enough to get Cologne the the win, so Cologne shoves a bundle of light tubes onto a now-sitting Parker... And then runs the ropes and hits him with a hits the the bundle into his chest with a running knee. Yup. But Parker kicks out of it. So the two then get back to their feet, but they can barely stand and need to lean on each other at this point. Reasonably so. Yeah, there's like there's like ten spots in this match where it could have been the final spot of the match. Really could have. Though eventually Parker falls onto the apron and he starts to just sit there and recover. And instead of attacking him, Cologne gets his next piece of plunder from the ring. Mm-hmm. A box made entirely of th- of panes of glass and three pieces of wood. Yeah. This thing looks ominous. It looks like something that fucking Pinhead would probably use in his House of Horrors. So do most things in this match to be fair. That is true. Or saw or Jigsaw actually. Jigsaw would be more of a re- more of a uh, accurate assessment. Like we had the log cabin of light tubes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so he sets up this box, I'm going to call it on mm-hmm. two chairs in a corner. And then lays like he lays it out on top of the seats. Not wasting any mm-hmm. time, he then goes to the apron, headbutts Parker in the face several times, gets out onto the apron, and then he just puts he drives Parker into the apron with a fucking Death Valley driver. Yup. Looked fucking it was a very well done Death Valley driver. And as Parker gets up, Cologne runs into the ring, runs the ropes, and then hits a suicide dive onto Parker that he transitions into a Tornado Didi fucking T on the outside. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it was dope. Finally, he gets Parker back into the ring, gets onto the top rope of the corner where he's, like, set the box up. And -hmm. seeing this, Parker was like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. And he goes up to the corner and it stops him. Then he sees that the Cologne setup. Slightly modifies it by leaning the box on the chair, like, on a 45-degree angle facing the corner. Yep. On one chair. And with these adjustments made, Parker ascends the top rope, beats Cologne a bit more, and then sends him crashing through this box with a release superplex. Which was dope! Spot was fucking wild and is honestly one of my favorite spots of this match. The yes. fact that he released him and he landed perfectly on this box is a goddamn miracle. Yeah, I like unreal uh, precision. Mm. So as Cologne is writhing in pain on the ground, Parker goes to the top rope, hits him with a swanton, which I think might be. Um, I feel like was the commentator sold it as like it was kind of like his finisher. Mm-hmm. And then he pit- goes to pit Cologne. One Cologne fucking kicks out. Of course he does, because he's Alex fucking Cologne. You cannot kill this man easily. No. So they get on their feet, go back and forth with the forearms, and then Cologne fucking Uranagi's Parker into a knee strike to the back, and then he locks him in with the camel clutch. Stubbornly, Parker elbows his way out of this hold and goes to the top rope, or goes to the apron to recover again. And Cologne goes to get another object of 
pain to hurt Parker. <laughs> More pain. Mm-hmm. This time, it's a glass pane covered with barbed wire. That he Another sets object of pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, pain. <laughs> sets up on, he sets this up on two chairs like he did the box. And when he's ready, he brains alone with another light tube. And then drags him in up onto the top rope of the corner where the pain's set up in front of. Yup. He then tries to hit Parker with a top rope Spanish fly onto the glass pane, which I'm sure Mikey would have popped for. Yes, I, it was. It would have been very dope. But Parker slips between Cologne's legs, and Cologne tries to stop this by punching and biting Parker's head because he knows he's about to get power bombed. Mm-hmm. And instead, Parker pulls Cologne's head down so that he's now it's resting on the top turbuckle, and he super kicks him in the face. Tiki Nando's kick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, with Cologne stunned at this point, Parker lifts him up onto his shoulders and fucking burning hammers him through the glass pane. Unbelievable. Somehow, though, Cologne kicks at it fucking too as he's wrapped up in fucking barbed wire. Yup. So Parker lays a bundle of tubes on Cologne's chest. Swanton bombs onto him and the tubes from the top rope, and Cologne kicks out again. Cologne will not die. (laughs) Parker has nothing at this point that I can tell. He's like, he looks like he gives me the vibe that he's got nothing left. So he locks Cologne in a bulldog choke. And finally, Cologne passes out. Mercifully. And Parker wins the match at both belts. I was not expecting Parker to win that, to be honest. Oh, I knew I knew Parker was gonna win that. I saw I've I've seen spoilers. That, that was a pay per view from a while ago, and I've seen spoilers for it a lot. I, I was not I had not seen this, so I was like, "Oh shit, that's even better." It was this finish I've seen before in a Cologne match, and it's a classic, and I love it. Where it's like, "Well, if I can't pin the guy and he won't mm-hmm. fucking stay down, I'll just choke him out so he just can't get up." Yeah, that that is a, a usually a good thing to go for. It's classic, but I'm always a fan of the way that this finish. Agreed. Overall, though, yeah, I really enjoyed the spots these two put together for this match. Like, they were well create, They were well... They were creative and con- well-constructed, but brutal as fuck, which is basically what I want in a death match. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I wasn't the biggest fan of, of was the strikes. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them look good, like the headbutts, but a bunch of them look like... They left a lot for me to be desired. Like, they lacked the oomph that I was looking for in strikes like that. Yeah, that's fair. It was this match was kind of all about the spots, right? Like that's yeah. that's usually how death matches go. Pretty much, yeah. Though it did give me a very like New Japan esque vibe to it, which I like since Parker is you know from, a is Japanese wrestler, Japanese death match wrestler. So I like the fact that they kind of. I mean, he's from Wales, but mm-hmm. he wrestles mostly in Japan. Yeah, so like I like that they incorporated that style into this match. It's a nice mm-hmm. uh, touch. I agree. Uh, I think it was it was a very good a very good double title match with Drew Parker coming out on top and winning both titles, which was awesome. Hmm. So what are we giving this? I'm giving this one a high meh. I really really liked it. I don't think I'm giving it. I don't know if I'm giving it the mark out. Um, because I, like I said, I didn't really get that mark out feeling from it. The match was really really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna go high meh, but like high, on the fence. Yeah. Of mar- like on the fence of mark out. I am kind of on that boat, but I think. I think I'm going to give this match the, just barely the mark out. Okay. Because when this match finished for me, I was like, that match was fucking awesome. I didn't yeah. give me, like, I wasn't, like, high on adrenaline walking around my room, like, oh, my fucking God, I need to, like, fucking run two miles. Now. It got me, like, a, I could go for a light jog right now. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I could go for a walk right now and be like, yeah, that was a good fucking match. Yeah, for me, I don't, I don't know. It just didn't break, it just didn't crack that threshold for me. Fair enough. It was still really good, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to take that away from it. And I still enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, that's all of our matches uh, this week. Zach, we had, a, we had a pretty okay week this week, I think. Yeah, not bad. We had some very uh, unique... We had a unique stipulation here. We had a great death match there. And then we had a nice Haas fight to round things out. Yeah, and once again, thank you to Pro Wrestling Overtime for suggesting us Drew Parker versus Alex Cologne. Uh, great match. Very good suggestion. We really appreciate it. If you have a match suggestion for us, uh, you should go follow us on Twitter and DM us over there at CountOutPod. Zach, why don't we give the people a little bit of a preview of what's coming up next week? But of course. So, I picked the majority of the match this week. So, first off, we've got Rachel Rose versus Haley Danielle uh, for the new Texas Pro Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Rose, I believe we've had a match or two of hers on here. But Haley Danielle, I don't believe we've had yet. So, no. I'm excited. To see that. And in honor of his Ring of Honor Hall of Fame induction. In honor of his Ring of Honor. Oh my god. We are going to actually look at a Samoa Joe match next week. We're going to watch Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi at Ring of Honor. Alright. I have very high hopes for this match because apparent, according to a lot of people, this is like the match that for many people put Samoa Joe on the fucking map. I'm very excited to take a look at it then. Mm-hmm. I was I was torn between this match and the Brian Danielson match and the CM Punk match, but I figured you know let's get let's let's give some love to Kobashi. He's a legend in his, he's a legend. Come on, and also True. Samoa Joe isn't wrestling right now, so you know might as well put two legends against each other. Yeah, yeah, that that's a fair point you make. And what's the uh, last match I, you got, Mikey? The last match we got I brought to the table. It is from Enjoy Wrestling. We got Sunny Kiss taking on Effie from season four, episode one, uh, which they're calling Striking Distance. Uh, from Enjoy Wrestling. Ah, enjoy Wrestling. Hopefully, it keep, let's see if it keeps its track record of, ma- of great matches. I assume I'm it will, sure, but... I, I, I have no doubts. Uh, Sunny Kiss versus Effie sounds like it's going to be a banger, and I'm very excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so now that all of our previews out of our way, let's get to the plugs. Of course, you can go follow us on Twitter at CountOutPod, like I said earlier, and send us match suggestions over there via DM. You can add us uh, at CountOutPod, or you could even message us on Facebook, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network, like somebody did a couple weeks ago. Uh, where, wherever you can find us, uh, shoot us a message, shoot us a DM, let us know what matches you want us to check out, and uh, we'll shout you out on the show for doing that. You can also leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, really helps a growing podcast like us get gain more followers. We would really appreciate it if you gave us that five-star review. Uh, we love making content, and we would love to make it for uh, more people as well. We'd love more people to see it because we love doing this. We love watching wrestling, and we want you to be a part of that. Um, and you can go check us out on YouTube uh, over on Count, uh, over Count Out, a wrestling podcast network over there. Subscribe to us there. You can get replays of all of our video streams and stuff like that over there. And you could, of course, follow all the other podcasts here on the network as well, such as uh, Ring Post Radio, hit, uh, How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, Pure. We have a new stardom show coming to the network soon from our friend Scotty Wrestling. Um, so yeah, we have a, a whole ton of content here on the uh here on here on the Count Out Wrestling Network for you to check out. And if you want more of a if you want to check out our streams every Thursday we do happy hour uh where we stream live on Twitch at 
8.30 every week. Uh, come hang out, have a drink, and do some and play some fun, dumb wrestling games. Uh, and, spoiler alert, I'm in charge of Happy Hour this week. Oh, so, yeah, you are. Come hang out. Uh, we, I, we, I got a fun game planned, and I'm very excited to debut it. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I believe that about wraps up the plug. Zach, you got anything? No. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me, that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows